Are the Spurs teetering of falling out of the top three worst NBA records? You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kins 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. TGIF, everybody. Hopefully everybody's having a great end of the work week and getting ready for the weekend. What are we talking about today? We are looking ahead at Tankathon. Yeah, actually, there's a pair of games. It's, gonna be, it's like Tank Bowl. The Spurs and Rockets uh, play back-to-back set starting tomorrow. We're going to look ahead at that uh, set of games, as well as talk a little bit of NBA draft, Wimbanyana, Brandon Miller, Scott Henderson, and also are the Spurs teetering of on falling out of the top three worst spots in the NBA draft lottery? Yeah, that 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 will be disastrous. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. It's going to bring them on. He is. I guess we have royalty now on Lockdown Spurs. We have an <laughs> award-winning Texas, yeah, Texas, not just San Antonio, Texas, radio broadcaster. Congratulations to Michael Jimenez of San Antonio Sports Star, co-host of Halftime with Jimenez and Spence. Congratulations to him. He has uh, won a very, very prestigious award. Mike, what, why don't you go ahead and just brag? What did you win? T- tell everybody what what uh, came your way the other day. Yeah, so uh, it was announced on the show the other day. Uh, I had no idea. Uh, basically, we had somebody from corporate come in and uh, release the awards. They were saying, hey, we have some uh, award winners. And I thought, oh, great. It's going to be Rob and Rudy. It's going to be Jason and Joe or whatnot. And uh, they said that it was my old show, Halftime, uh, that won Best Show for uh, the state of Texas. And when they say state of Texas, they're talking about major markets. That's San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, Houston, Fort Worth, uh, the big markets. And uh, I'm going to receive some sort of award uh, on this, a trophy of some sort, uh, at a banquet in April in Austin. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's kind of uh, surreal. And uh, believe it or not, the uh, reason why I won was because of a Spurs-related topic. And um, the, uh, the, the award uh, that was given uh, was based on one of the shows that we did uh, when the allegations against Joshua Primo were released. Yeah. And it was released in the morning right before my show started. And basically, uh, the winning episode was the one just reacting, just freaking out about all the allegations against Primo. And uh, myself and Rob Thompson were doing the show together that day. And uh, it's it's exciting. It's, it's, it's nice to have on the resume. Already getting to Jimenez's head, and I'll tell you why. So Jimenez and I had scheduled this show kind of early in the morning-ish, you know, 9 a.m., uh, local time. <laughs> so I'm not ready for Jimenez. And then I get a text from Jimenez way before our said time saying, chop, chop, hurry up. Jimenez, don't let this get to your head, Jimenez. Don't start no, getting was, a diva. If I was big time in you, I wouldn't be on the show. Oh, man. man I am. Uh, you, you, you know, how much did you pay your uh, your family to vote for you? Well, that's the thing. Uh, it, it wasn't a public vote. This was the Texas Association of Broadcasters. Uh, this 
used to be known as the Associated Press Awards. And uh, so, hey, you know, somebody liked me. Somebody liked the shows that we were doing, and uh, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, congratulations, Jimenez. I'm really proud of you. I've known you since you won a contest. Yeah, everybody, Jimenez won a contest for San Antonio Sports Star to get on there, and now look at him. So that just shows you hard work, dedication, uh, you know, honing your craft. And it does goes a long, long way. So make sure to follow Jimenez if you want to congratulate him on Twitter at Mike ESPN SA. Do it right now again, Jimenez. Congratulations. I, I as your close one of your close friends, very, very mm-hmm. proud of you. I'm very, very happy for you. But let's get into it. Yeah, not a problem. Let's go ahead and get into it now. Uh Jimenez, starting tomorrow, it's tank bowl. You know how in San Antonio, there's the Gucci Bowl, you know, the high school teams play against each other. There's yeah. tank bowl. And there is it's Houston versus San Antonio, two of the worst teams in the NBA going head to head in what could be a game of hot potato. No, you take it. No, I, you take it. No, you take it. Oops, I turned the ball over. Yeah, oh, no, not that. You know, 20 turnovers in the first ha- half by your uh, San Antonio Spurs. All kidding aside, uh, it, it, you know, it's weird because these two teams know what the assignment is. Something's got to give you, Menace. Yeah, uh, and I predict the Spurs win both of these games, uh, the home-and-home against the Rockets. And we're going to have this situation where uh, the Spurs are going to be free-falling a little bit and might fall out of the top three. Uh, I already know it's going to happen that way because no one tanks the way the Houston Rockets tank. They are professionals at this. This is the first time we've ever tanked in the last 20-some-odd years. Uh, So Houston's professionals at this. They're going to throw both of those games. I mean, the owner outright said the other day mm-hmm. uh, that he's praying for Victor Wembanyama. Uh, so they're not praying for victories. And then the Spurs getting players back from injury, uh, playing a little bit better, showed some heart against the Jazz. Uh, I know the Spurs had a 16-game losing streak, but they showed heart. You know, you, you saw Sohan have a bad first half and kept his head in the game and bounced back. Uh, in the second half, and you saw Blake Wesley uh, do pretty decent out there. So the Spurs, I'm not saying they're rounding into form. What I am saying is that they're better than the Houston Rockets. Yeah, uh, look, you, you know, we're going to get into this in more detail in a few minutes. But, yeah, this is interesting because you got two teams that want that number one pick. They, you know, or number two, worst case scenario. Oh, no, not that. But the point is, is that you might see some ugly ball tomorrow. And then the next game. And that's probably going to happen. And, you know, we know Houston's probably going to do it. And, I mean, we joke about Spurs having 20 turnovers in the first half. I mean, Houston, I can really see Houston pull that stunt versus the Spurs. But it's interesting. Two teams, What if you look on paper, historically, the best NBA teams out of the three NBA teams in Texas. And here they are. You got Dallas, like they're on the rise. But there's a common thread with the dominance the Spurs had, the dominance the Rockets had, and that the Mavericks are having right now among the three NBA Texas teams is they have that clutch star player. Dallas has Luka Doncic. Houston, I thought they would have one by now by the time how many times they're tanky, but they're still searching for that cornerstone piece just as the Spurs. It just shows you how important it is to get that, that guy, that cornerstone piece, and it starts in the draft minutes. Uh, it does. And one of the things that a lot of Spurs fans will come up to me and 
say is, well, look at teams like the Rockets. They've been in tank mode or drafting in the top two or three for the longest time, and they're not any good. And the thing about it is, is that every single draft is different. There are some drafts that have future all-stars. There's some drafts out there where it's just a bunch of role players. Not all drafts are created equal. So when you see the Rockets go out there and get Jalen Green or Jabari Smith Jr., I mean, if Jabari Smith Jr. went out in this year's draft, he'd probably be pick number eight or nine, not mm. pick two or three. So it, it's all different, man. And it, it's, it's one of those things where you look at that roster and they have some pretty good pieces there. Uh, you know, I've been a big fan of Alperen Sengun from the beginning. Um, they have the building blocks of a decent team, but just like the Spurs, they, they miss, they don't have that star they don't have that superstar on that team mm-hmm. and they're hoping that a women yama or a scoot henderson would be that guy to propel them forward uh so houston and san antonio are very much the same situation i think the spurs just on paper even though we don't have as many um lottery picks or high-end lottery picks i think the spurs are better players because the spurs have uh, a slightly in the ve- a veteran presence of kelvin johnson uh, right. The Spurs have Devin Vassell. Uh, there's more of a calming sense with those guys. And then the the rise of Jeremy Sohan, the rise of Malachi Branham. Right. Uh, the Spurs have a little bit more talent than the Houston Rockets. And that's not to say that I want the Spurs to be drafting at 11 or 12 or 9 mm-hmm. or 29 uh, from here on into eternity because we need a superstar. Uh, but we're better than the Rockets. And the Spurs are going to win both of these games. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know. Sure, they coming off that sixteen game losing skid, and you look, you know, we kid around, you know, like oh, they lost, they won against Utah. How dare they, you know? And we were having fun with it, but yeah, you know, with Houston blatantly tanking and just outright doing it, not even trying to hide it. The Spurs, at least, are trying to be a little low key about it. But mm, are we? Yeah, well, that's what I say by that is like you're not having, you know, Peter J. Holt go out on the street and say we're praying for Wimbayana. You know, we're the Spurs are not at that level. No, but Sohan plays the Rising Stars game and misses the next game because of an injury. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. But uh, but nevertheless, yeah, it's interesting. But well, when we get back, uh, we're going to be discussing more about Tank Bowl, which starts tomorrow, Spurs Rockets, and just why the Spurs are teetering with falling out of the top three worst teams. Yeah, there's a scenario setting up right now to close out the season where that could possibly happen right here on Lockdown Spurs with Michael Jimenez of San Antonio Sports Star. Follow him on Twitter at MikeESPNSA. And now I want to talk to you about Nissan Aria. Nissan's most electric player of the week right here on Lockdown Spurs is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. And that goes to... Devin Vassell, he is back. He made his return versus the Pacers yesterday and looked pretty good. He's raring to go, uh, bringing the energy. Was on a minutes restriction, but nevertheless, it's good to see Devin Vassell back and bringing that electric fine play that he brings to the Spurs each and every time he's on the court. Yeah, the Nissan Aria, electric, brilliantly fierce, fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful, elegantly powerful. Delivers on duality, combination of fierceness and elegance, beautiful but strong, the perfect SUV crossover. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin to your power, pin to your seat power, and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new all-electric 2023. 
Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. We're back with Michael Jimenez of San Antonio Sports Star, co-host of Halftime with Jimenez and Spence, the award-winning Michael Jimenez. So everybody just clap for Jimenez. Good job, Jimenez. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm expecting that to be on your business cards, your new intro for Halftime, rubbing it in Spence's face. You know, I, I know it's coming. Oh, I've done it once already. I came back from break saying, uh, welcome back. Uh, you're listening to award-winning host uh, Michael oh, Jimenez hanging out with him. Jimenez with yeah, he just gave me a look of like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to uh, continue our chat here about your silver and black. And just as we teased a little while ago, Jimenez uh, alluded to it. We're going to dive into it. Yes, everybody, there is a possibility that the worst case scenario in another in another way in another bad season could get worse, and that is the Spurs falling out of the top three. Now, hear me out. And I explained this to Jimenez before we hit record, but I'm going to explain it for for everybody. So they beat Utah, so they got the they got the W. But Houston, as of this recording, are on a double figure losing a skid eleven in a row. Okay, so there's your first check. Second check. The Spurs play the Rockets twice. And as Jimenez mentioned, he sees that Houston could gift wrap these two wins to San Antonio. There's another check. Then, as mentioned, there's the owner outright saying to local television in Houston that they're praying for Wimbayana. Check. And then there's another check. The Spurs are not trying to tank as hard as uh, the Rockets, although Jimenez uh, begs to differ a bit. So there's that. Then there is the fact that the Spurs players themselves, and I'm pretty sure the Rockets are well as well, but they're really trying. You know, we saw a lot more, as Pop would say, grunt versus the Jazz to close out the road road trip. And uh, the Spurs, I can see Keldon and Sohan and Vassell, who's back, saying, now we're getting these Ws. And Vassell has said, remember he meant his preseason, uh, you know, we're, we're hooping. You know, we're not tanking. That's what he's told everybody. He told all the fans. Right. He meant this. This is uh this is the worst case scenario that it's looking like it may have some light at some bad light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Uh right now the Spurs are on track to win twenty games, somewhere between nineteen and twenty. And you take a look at that Charlotte team. Charlotte uh yeah. lost LaMelo Ball, their best player. And because of that, you're gonna figure that Charlotte, which was the fourth worst team anyway in the NBA, uh, is going to fall like a rock, you know, just start losing a lot of games. 20 games left in the season. And what happens if the Spurs go 7-13 and 13 the rest of the way? You know, mess around, get a few wins. Get back-to-back wins against the Rockets. Well, then they're in danger of falling out of the top three spots. Now, what is the point of being one of the three worst teams? It's that the three worst teams have identical chances of winning the lottery, either landing at one, two, three, or four at a 52% chance. The thing about it is that if you don't hit the lottery, your, your, your spot in the draft is based on your record, right? So if you're the worst record in the league, the worst you can do is draft five, second worst six, third worst seven, and so on, which means that if the Spurs somehow catch Charlotte, the Spurs' worst-case scenario suddenly becomes drafting at number eight. 
again, still really good chances, a coin flip chance either way, one through four, of making it into the top four. Uh, but man, it's just one of those things. What if that coin flip doesn't go our way? Mm-hmm. What if we don't win the lottery and suddenly we're picking at seven or eight and this whole season would have been tragic on two fronts. It would have been the worst season in Spurs mm-hmm. history. And then on top of that, uh, you don't get one of the top picks. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I get it. The team wants to win. You saw how the reaction was after beating Utah out in Utah. It's 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 a scenario that I am not hoping happens, and I've been, you know, very clear. I've been on Team Tank. I think they should have been tanking since Kawhi Leonard left. I think that's when the process should have started. But nevertheless, we here we are. And you're right. I can see this team messing around and getting W's to close out the season, while Houston is messing around and getting L's. And as you mentioned, the Hornets on free fall now. Okay, we've had your colleague at the star, you know, Jack Thompson said it's not going to be doom and gloom if the Spurs were to fall out of the top two picks. Fine. And I get that. You know, there's Brandon Miller. You've been very clear your feelings on him, regardless of the situation he's going through. But he managed just how bad would it be if the Spurs fell out of the top three? Is that, do you agree with? Jack, that it's not doom and gloom, or do you think it is doom and gloom? Um, it's not doom and gloom if the Spurs drop out of the top five. Okay, so obviously the prize is Victor Wembanyama. That's a future All Star. That's a, that's a player that's the best prospect since LeBron. So obviously you want to get him. Scoot Henderson is somebody who would have gone number one in any other draft in the last ten years anyway. So. Obviously, you want to finish in the top two. The question becomes, what if you get three, four, or five? If you get three, four, or five, depending on the player that you pick, you are, pu- you are picking a very, very good player that has all-star potential. Maybe not a surefire all-star, but I would say uh, a very, very good chance. It's if the Spurs pick at six, seven, or eight, then I'm just going to hit my head on the table because I don't see all-star I mean, don't be wrong, there probably will be a straight all-star that gets picked at 11, 15. It happens from time to time. But at the top of the draft, when I'm taking a look at the players that are out there, Victor Wormanyama, you see all the highlights. And I know he got dunked on the other day, and people are, are, are ragging on him about that, as though no other player has been dunked on before. I, I don't understand that. Um, but you have Brandon Miller. You have the Thompson Twins, Amen and Asar. Uh, you have Nick Smith uh, from Arkansas. Uh, so you have players out there that are very, very good. But I'm thinking more and more that the Spurs need to be in the top five. We've seen some injuries to Keontae George. Uh, there's a lot of things going on right now where I'm, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, this is a strong draft, but it might be a little bit more top-heavy than I originally thought. I originally thought that there was like maybe eight or nine potential all-stars in there. Now it's looking like maybe five. Mm-hmm. Um, but man... Uh, it, it's just 52% chance of being in the top four. If we get one of the Thompson twins, we get Brandon Miller, Scoot, Wemby. We're in business, man. Mm-hmm. We are in business. Uh, I saw Nick Smith play a couple of times the past week or so, and uh, I see the potential. Uh, but that's a player who might be a star in two or three years. Uh, the, the players like Brandon Miller, Scoot, 
Wemby. They're ready to play right now. They're not yeah. projects. They're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just depends on whether or not we're drafting a project or drafting someone who's ready to go. I mean, let, let's look at Jeremy Sohan, for example. Jeremy Sohan, there are a lot of people who believe that he's going to be a future all-star. Uh, there's a lot of people That's who tough. love his game. There are a handful of people who question the game. Um, but one thing we do know is that, that we can all agree on is that we don't know ultimately what he's going to be until two or three seasons from now because he is a project. Whether you want to admit it or not, as good as he's been from time to time, he is a project. And it's one of those things where it's great that we have him on the team because he might blow up into something really good two or three years from now, but the Spurs have experienced four losing seasons in a row, and are we still in the mindset of drafting projects that might blossom two or three years down the road, or do we want to have somebody who we can plug and play immediately? Mm-hmm. And if we're getting all these prospects, what happens to a Keldon Johnson or a Devin Vassell? What happens to these players who we were, we've been developing all this time do they want to hang around for another three or four years of development? You know, right. so there's a lot going on when it comes to this team and uh, this draft, but uh, I'd be happy with a top five pick. Yeah. Anything below here. that, I would be at a loss. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, again, we're, we're not saying it's going to happen. It's just that scenario as of this recording is starting to take form. You, you know, the Hornets, ball. Rockets packed to back. Spurs getting a W recently. Rockets are free falling still. Yeah. So that possibly just something to keep an eye on as this season is winding down for the silver and black. When we get back, we're going to continue our chat with Michael Jimenez of San Antonio Sports Star. And now I want to talk to you about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and if your goal is to eat a little healthier this year, then Built is what you need. Uh, yeah, you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you wouldn't even think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I don't know how Built does it. They do it. These bars taste like candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You don't have to wait around for a box anymore. You can still go to Built.com to get yourself Built Bars, but you can now get them at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Go to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. Pick up a four-bar box there. Cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in, grab yourself a 13-bar box with hit flavors such as brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. We're back right here on Lockdown Spurs with Mike Jimenez, the award-winning Mike Jimenez. This has already gone to his head already. I can see it. <laughs> chop, chop, baby. Chop, chop. I can't believe you sent me that text. He said <laughs> chop, chop. I saw that, and it got me pissed off. It did. I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? Yeah, gets an award and you're already telling me chop chop, but nevertheless, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, I know. I'm glad. I always tell Jimenez when we do these uh, schedule shows, I tell him the earlier the better. Well, he took that and he ran with it uh, for this uh, recording. But let's go to wind down our chat here, Jimenez. I know you got a busy day. You got to get to uh, the star and get ready for your show. But all in all, it it yeah, again look as of this recording, the doomsday scenario has not is not taking form, but the 
puzzle pieces are there for that to happen. Uh, hopefully it doesn't. But you're still on the uh, Brendan Miller train. I know you've been getting a lot of flack for your uh, thoughts on him if he's available for the Spurs at three. Guy's a stud, man. The guy's a stud. Um, it's it's a, a debate that we're having uh, a lot on social media. It's a debate we're having on my show, uh, which is yeah, you got you into know, it. It's fancy big time. Oh, I know, and I, yeah. and I think he thought I was joking. But are we really in the position to want players to be good guys and and be good on the court? Because sometimes you can't get all of it. You know, Spurs fans were uh, treated to the likes of David Robinson and Tim Duncan and you know, wholesome guys who were leaders. Uh, but yeah. the fact of the matter is that those two are unicorns. They, they don't come around very often. You know, take a look at what's going on with John Morant right now, the allegations oh, against yeah. him and his entourage. Uh, sometimes when you draft players who are not, you know, the best guy off the court, you know, uh, James Harden, for example, just somebody who's at the strip club all day, all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that being said, uh, Brandon Miller, the situation with him, uh, not any investigation into him. There's no charges pending against him, uh, but he was at the scene of a murder and he brought the gun back according to police reports. And according to the attorney for Brandon Miller, he brought the gun back that was left in his car yeah. to one of his teammates, his former teammate, who then gave that gun to somebody else who shot and killed a young woman. And people are trying to somehow pin something on Brandon Miller. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that Brandon Miller is not charged with anything and probably won't be charged with anything because the DA's office and the sheriff's office have come out and said that there's nothing there. And it's one of those things where it's, it's guilt by association, not guilt by action. And uh, so the question becomes, do the Spurs draft a player like Brandon Miller at three or Let's say let's say the Spurs worst case scenario fall to five or six or seven in the draft, and other scare, uh, teams are scared of drafting Brandon Miller, and he's sitting there right there. You know that he's probably the third best prospect on the board overall, and he's still there at six or seven. Or even if we get number three and he's right there, do you take him? And I think that the talent trumps everything, you know, because we need to have stars and we need to have star power whenever i watch brandon miller play saw uh, alabama play arkansas last weekend three of the eight biggest prospects in the draft on the floor at the same time anthony black nick smith jr and brandon miller nick smith looked really good uh anthony black had an off day but you take a look at brandon miller and you take a look at his body mm-hmm. what he does on the court how he can shoot um I mean, the guy's just a complete stud. And I'm, I'm having visions of a front court of Jeremy Sohan and Brandon Miller. I've, I've been slow to get on the Jeremy Sohan train because he's very inefficient offensively when he's trying to score. Mm-hmm. But if you pair those two together, oh my God, they'd be good together. Like, that would be stunning because it's it's two players with motors that rival each other they have similar skill sets they're interchangeable one to three one to four who cares they're just big right right right. you know the difference is that miller shoots over 40 percent from three 
The difference yeah, is yeah. is that Mill is a better rebounder. Uh, Sohan's a better passer, and Sohan does love the little things better than Miller. But I think those two complement each other. And I had a debate with James Pledger on Jimenez and Spence. And he says, you know, you can lose your job if, as a GM if you draft a Brandon Miller and he gets into trouble, especially after what happened to Primo and they went to the same college and all that stuff. And I said, no, Pledge, think of it the other way. Yeah. You lose your job if Brandon Miller is on the board and you're afraid you don't to take, take him. him. Yeah. And that he becomes an all-star someplace else. Well, it's, it's like you're damned if you do, you damned if you don't. Like with that yeah. situation, damned if you do, damned if you don't. You damned if you do, if you take them and you get the, you know, the cancel people coming at you. And well, then you damn if you don't, and you miss out on an all-star. And then your boss is looking at you saying, "Do you didn't do your homework on this draft?" So right, yeah, right. I, are, I, I are we picking? It. Are we picking role models or are we picking all-star players? All right, we interrupt this Locked On episode to finally give away the next giveaway right here on Locked On Spurs. If you've been following me on Twitter. I've been uh, teasing it all week. We have a prize pack via San Antonio's own Mud Slingers, Texas, and they've graciously donated one free T-shirt, a twenty-dollar gift certificate, and a free can, and a free can of Sweet Leaf beverage. And here's how you can win. You got to be the first one to tweet at me at Jeff G Spurs Zone and using the hashtag for Vida, right? How I provide the best Spurs coverage in San Antonio. And then you're also going to have to tag Mudslingers Texas at Mudslingers TX. That's M U D S L I N G E R S T X. And let San Antonio know that they have the best coffee in San Antonio. You're the first one to do all that. You get yourself a free gift pack courtesy of Mudslingers as Texas. So also make sure you're in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you, if you're out of the city, you'll be able to use this. But nevertheless, yeah, we'll repeat it one more time. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, you got to be doing that at Jeff G Spurs Zone. And then tweet at me, Jeff G Spurs Zone. And with the hashtag Borvida, that I provide the best Spurs coverage anywhere. And that Muslingers Texas, M-U-D-S-L-I-N-G-E-R-S-T-X, provides the best coffee in San Antonio. You're the first one to do that. You win yourself a prize pack courtesy of Mudslingers Texas. Good luck. I, I, I don't care if they're a role model. They're not all role models. All the Spurs in the past were not all role models. Maybe publicly they were, but that doesn't mean that they were all good people or doing things that were not right behind the scenes. We don't know. We don't know who these guys are. We know right. they wear silver and black. We know their commercials. Uh, we see them at games, uh, but we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. They might have been great guys. They might have been bad guys. We don't know. But the fact of the matter is that the Spurs are not in the position to be choosy about the talent that they get because the Spurs need to pick a player in the draft that is the best player available irrespective of position. I don't care if it's a point guard. I don't care if it's a small forward. I don't care if they play Keldon's position, Vassell's position, Sohan's position. You get the best player and you build around potential all-stars, right? I hope Jeremy Sohan becomes an all-star. I want to be so wrong about all of this. I want him to be. I cheer for him, okay? 
but the thing is, is that it's it, it, he needs to be complimented because his skill set is so different than everyone else's, very similar to Manu back in the day because Manu's skill set was different. You know, his intangibles were different. And the player in the draft that just, to me, in my mind, what I see him play is, which one's the one that's going to unleash Jeremy Sohan? It's Brandon Miller, man. Mm-hmm. It's Brandon yeah. Miller. And you might exactly. think they play the same position or very because uh, Miller's a, a 3-4. Uh, but you could put him to the 4, and or, or you could put him at the 3 and have Sohan have the 4 duties. They both can play defense against multiple positions. I yep. think that would be incredible. And, and, Imagine and you having have, two Sohans out there, except you, one yeah. of them's a better shooter. Yeah, you asked me that on, on halftime the other day, you know, about having two Sohans on the team. I said, I'm, I'm okay with that, considering today's NBA. Everything's switchable. Everybody plays at almost every position. If that's your Wemby, then you play probably the bench as well. But th- that's the thing, you know, I'm okay with that, but I still think that. I'm not, I agree with you that Brandon Miller is a really good player. I don't know if he's franchise level yet. That's what I'm, I, I don't, I, I'm a little, I differ you a little bit on there. I don't know if he's franchise level. Who, Brandon? Wimby? Yeah, Miller. Yeah, correct. Oh, uh, uh, Brandon Miller. Uh, uh, is he a franchise player? Um, I think it's borderline. Yeah, it's, uh, it's right there for me. I got to see more out of him. Yeah, I guess what I would say is that Sohan's a better defender than Brandon Miller, but Brandon Miller is a better offensive player. So they have the same motors, and they both have the, the, the basketball IQ that's identical. And that's the thing about it is, is that you know Sohan's shooting is going to get better as time goes on. Um, we, we could all hope, right? I, I, I'm assuming that it's going to get better as time goes on, and he develops a better three-point shot. He's fixed the free throws, uh, but... You know, defensively, he's got skills. Brandon Miller is fine defensively, but offensively, he's better than Sohan. And that's why I think they would complement each other as a front court. I mean, I get just turned on as a Spurs fan thinking about that as a front court. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have Wemby. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have Scoot. But if the Spurs are sitting there at three or the Spurs fall back and Miller's on the board, Dude's never been charged with anything, not investigated for anything. He's the best player available. And a lot of the mocks. And here's the thing, uh, uh, Jeff. I get fixated on a certain player every year. A couple of years ago, five years ago, I was fixated on Keldon Johnson. And when the Spurs didn't take him at 19, I lost my mind. He <laughs> fell to the Spurs at 29. Yeah. I cannot believe it. Uh, the following year, or one of the subsequent years, I fell in love with Devin Vassell. James Pledger and I would watch Florida State games, and I was like, man, I want Vassell on this team. We also like Patrick Williams. I get fixated on certain players. Alperen Shangun was somebody that I was fixated on. Yeah. Jalen Duran was somebody I was fixated on. And this year's my my college basketball or my international crush, if you will, has been Brandon Miller. I'm riding that train. And I think that guy's going to be so good. I think he's yeah. going to be so good. And it's his first pass on him. And he becomes a star elsewhere. It would be a shame. He is Michael Jimenez with San Antonio Sports Star. He's also the co-host of Halftime with Jimenez and Spence. What's going on with the star, Jimenez? You know, well, uh, I, I hear that one of us is an award winner. 
Uh, so yeah, I wonder who no, that is. Uh, it, it, it's yeah. funny. People think know. it's going to go to my head. <laughs> I, I, I am oh, it has already. Somebody... <laughs> oh no, I, I'm I'm just playing when it comes to all that. It, it, it's funny because I love every single person over at San Antonio Sports Star, and uh, just the idea that I want a radio contest. By the way, I'm hearing rumors that it might come back because um, Rock the Mic hasn't been around for a couple of years, right. and I'm hearing rumors that it might. Come back. We never know. And well, uh, so footsteps. one of the things about it is, is that uh, to be mentored by Rob Thompson, Rudy J, Tim Spence, James Pleasure, uh, Joe Reinagle, Jason Minnick, uh, all six of them have poked and prodded me over the past couple of years. And uh, so any growth that I've had as an on-air personality has been because of them. Um, they allow me to be myself, but also they are... They are very willing to coach, and I'm willing to be coached. Uh, so, so that's that's how that goes. But uh, Jimenez and Spence, you know, we go from twelve to three. Um, we try to dig deep into topics, uh, and that's the that's the change from halftime to this show. Is that halftime? We used to have a lot of topics, and Jimenez and Spence were trying to like dig deeper into certain topics. And uh, I think that, that, that there's been growth in the show. Uh, we're still have, we're going to have fun with it. We're, we're still building on it. It's still, it's still evolving. Uh, but it goes from 12 to 3, Santana Sports Star 94-1. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a fun time. And I tell you what, we're the show that gets probably the most callers uh, compared to the others. Uh, and I appreciate all the calls that people uh, reach out to us on. Well, of course, they want to talk to an award-winning uh, talk sh- uh, sports talk show host. That's why. That's, that's why. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to increase now, now that you can brag about that. But all kidding aside, no, Mike is very, very humble. I've known him for a while now. He's not like that. But, again, we thank you for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. Second listen, check out Locked On Game to Game NBA. Every highlight, every recap, every stat on Locked On Game to Game. Follow it on Odyssey app, iTunes, YouTube, just like Lockdown Spurs, Odyssey app, YouTube, Ken's 5 Plus app, and much, much more. So for Michael, the award-winning Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. 